morning. Joe Keyboard here on KBEK as I'm talking to Rod Breeder, the Isani County Master with the Isani County Master Gardeners. As we're talking with gar- Gardening Gab here for the first week of July. Rod, how's it going this morning? It's going great. Finally got a little bit of rain after all that heat, so it's shaping up to be a nice week. Oh, absolutely. Well, let's, you know, talk uh, before we jump into talking about insects up what, are, what insects are up to in our gardens let's start off with just a general gardening update with how it's going on with horticulture and gardening in general well i just mentioned uh, you know some nice rains moving through here the beginning of this week which is great but the heat and drought uh, aren't over and they were uh, raised their ugly head all weekend long over the fourth so they're still out there and they're probably not going away uh, and they're they're having some impact on our gardens, mm-hmm. whether it's a residential or commercial garden. Uh, and they've cut the strawberry season a little short for those that haven't been out there irrigating. Uh, so you pick uh, strawberries have been down a little bit and they've kind of had a short season, which is not good. Uh, one good new, uh, silver lining here is that when it's dry like this, we generally have a little bit fewer problems with diseases. So that's one good thing and less need to spray and we don't want to be spraying by the calendar. Mm. Uh, A lot of people that are in commercial orchards and things, they say, okay, we got to spray every two weeks. Well, if you don't need to, don't do it. Mm. We're big proponents of integrated pest management. So you do what's needed and not more than that. And you try to use multiple ways to address a problem. So lack of diseases is a little piece of good news. Uh, some things that are going on now in, in grapes, uh, people uh, uh, in their uh, vineyards are removing leaves, and they do this around the shoots in the fruiting zone, and this increases the sunlight exposure, also increases the airflow through the canopy. Hmm. And this is good for apple trees and, and lots of trees and plants because it's in that canopy where the humidity is higher and that's where the diseases can develop the fungi like that that uh, humid environment so if we can get those branches out get those leaves out of there we get more sunlight and we get more airflow and that's good for the plant all around but the excess uh, heat has had some problems as i mentioned it's also causing some fall bearing raspberries to fruit early Hmm. So instead of late August and September, they are already fruiting now. So is it climate change? I don't know. Is it global warming? I don't know. I have a brother who calls it global weirding. And I think we're certainly seeing that. If Portland can get up to 114 degrees yeah. in a one-in-a-thousand-year event, mm-hmm. something's happening. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not going to say it's all climate change, but something is going on. We oh, can't deny that. Oh, absolutely. Well, as gardens and orchards start to bear fruit, what bug problems are you seeing? Yeah, we are starting to see some bugs out there, and uh, they kind of like that little bit drier weather. Uh, One thing I'd say, though, is make sure you recognize what the insect problem is. You have to have a correct diagnosis. So that cold snap we had in May caused some things to, to be different in the plants. Now all the heat stress, whenever we have wind and hail, uh, you know, low spot in the field or pH differences, all of those what we call abiotic stresses can affect the plant too. Hmm. And they can affect the plant in such a way that you might say, oh, that looks like an insect, and it's not. So the first thing you want to do in dealing with bugs is do a correct diagnosis and make sure you know it's an it's a insect issue. Uh, some things that we are seeing uh, or, or uh, reporting here, uh, we are seeing some insect trap counts 
uh, for apple maggots and Japanese beetles. They aren't that high, though, and this is from the end of June, but we uh, will keep monitoring those. Our extension educators kind of monitor those through the season. Okay. Uh, spotted wing drosophila, which can be a big problem in raspberries. And if you're like me, uh, whenever I would walk by my raspberry patch on the way out to the rest of my farm, I'd grab a few and throw them in my mouth, and I wouldn't even look at them. Well, some of them are going to have little worms in there, and that's the drosophila. And you want to make sure you wash those, drown those worms, clean mm. things out, inspect it before you eat that stuff, or before you take it to the market if you're a commercial gardener. But we're not seeing that problem so much yet, but it's probably coming. We are seeing lots of potato beetle larvae are showing up. So keep scouting again and make sure you get an accurate diagnosis. Uh, there are some great apps out there now, and I, I surprise people when I get called on a site visit and they think I'm supposed to know all the trees and all the <laughs> bugs, and I'll pull out my phone and use a snap, Plant Snap or Picture This or one of those mm -hmm. new apps, and they're just a godsend. They can give you an accurate diagnosis or narrow it down to two or three with a few things to look for. So they've got a lot of their tools at their own disposal, yeah. and I encourage them to use high-tech-like apps. But first of all, make sure you're diagnosing what's there. We are seeing the potato beetle larvae, as I said. We're also seeing some onion thrips, and cucumber beetles are also starting to show up. And in some cases, we're seeing the cute beetles uh, pretty bad. Okay. So then what can we do to rescue our plants this year if we have a problem? So if you've made the correct diagnosis and you do have an insect problem, uh, you want to keep an eye on things like potato leaf hoppers, as I said, or the cute beetles. Uh, the cute beetles, we, we want to use some integrated pest management, or IPM. Uh, so we can use trap crops to keep them out of the cucumbers. They like other things as well. Okay. Uh, we can use physical barriers, like what we call floating row covers. We can pick them off. If you've only got a few cucumbers or a few potatoes, you're probably, probably better off just walking out there every day and picking a dozen of them off, put them in some soapy water, or squeeze them, and get rid of them. Uh, but if you've got uh, half an acre of cucumbers, well, then you aren't going to be successful doing that or staying ahead of them. Mm -hmm. And you might want to use a, a pesticide, again, after you've utilized some integrated pest management before that. And there are some dust formulations that'll take care of cucumber beetles, uh, carbaryl at 5%, pyrethrin at 1%, and rodenone at 1%. Now, all of these are toxic to bees. So again, people will say, you know, complex... Uh, for every complex problem, there's a simple answer, and it's usually wrong. This is one of those where people will say, well, then I can't spray it because mm -hmm. it's bad for bees. Well, you can spray it. It's not your first choice. Mm -hmm. You can spray it, but you want to do it in the evening or you want to do it early in the morning when the flowers are closed. Okay. So when the flowers open up, there's no pesticide in the flowers and what do the bees do when they get to the flower or to the plant they go right to the flower yeah so how you apply it when you apply it can reduce the impact on the bees so hmm. again it's not that black and white oh here's the simple answer don't apply it no you have to think about it but again always think, uh, exhaust the other possibilities first okay uh so what can uh, gardeners do to prevent insect problems in the future then yeah you know we, we were just talking about some rescue treatments you got mm -hmm. a problem right now well the the best thing always to do is to prevent that problem and so inspecting and diagnosing properly and early is always my go-to answer so what you see this year 
You're probably going to see next year, so make sure you're out there this year diagnosing, knowing what you got. And then if, if you have something like cucumber beetles, you can do a crop rotation, okay. switch between crops, move your cucumbers around, that type of thing. Uh, you can do transplants. You can do the row covers, as I mentioned already, and you can reduce that impact. You can also plan for the trap crops. Uh, there's a number of different things that you can do there to lessen the incidence of that problem in the next year. And I encourage people to subscribe to the University of Minnesota Yard and Garden News and our fruit and vegetable news. We've got specialists that are out across the state. They're kind of the early warning indicator. They see things before anybody else does. We're doing trapping. We're we've got uh, you know we're watching things move in from the south, mm-hmm. and they can alert growers before something becomes a problem. And okay. then you can do things to prevent it again. So subscribe to some of our newsletters. Uh, and one other thing is to keep plants as healthy as possible. Hmm. A healthy plant can fight off disease in, in insects as long as it's not a huge infestation. Uh, so making sure that you adequately fertilize and you adequately water, which given today's heat and drought or <laughs> this, this week's heat and drought, that means almost every day or yeah. every other day you're out there soaking those plants down. But a healthy plant is probably your best mechanism for control. And, of course, listen to Garden Gab on KBEK. That'll keep you informed. Oh, absolutely. And if you miss it uh, this morning, you can always listen on our website, uh, kbk.com and you can listen to old ones too excellent so if people want to get a hold of you and other master gardeners rod how do they go about that we've got a yard and garden line that uh, is staffed by our master gardener volunteers mm-hmm. and you can just call leave a message and one of our volunteers will get back to them that number is 763-689-8255 they can also go to our website isantacountymastergardeners.com and I encourage them to like or follow uh, Isanti County Master Gardeners on Facebook. I think we're up to almost 700 followers now, and I post on there two, three, four times a week with timely, updated, need-to-know information. So we'd love to have people stay informed uh, following us on Facebook. A couple events coming up. Real quick, Joe, mm-hmm. uh, July 9th, uh, the Isanti Rodeo Parade. We've got a float that's in it, and we're giving away packets of native flowers native plants that are good for the bees so please uh, be there and and we've got a, a fun float and giving away some some seed and we'll also be at the Isandy county fair july 21 through 25 and we'll have an ask a master gardener booth there again staffed the entire time with our mm-hmm. volunteers lots of great information and we're giving away free information wow yeah don't have to you don't have to call anyone at that point you can just walk right up and yeah, absolutely yeah Well, Rod, I thank you so much for coming in, stopping by, and chatting with me as always. Thank you, Joe.